And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 63. And I am stupid. What? Because I, you know, I mean, basically forward a chain letter and I'm going to forward it on apparently because <laughs> people were saying, well, I, okay, here's what it is. Here's the tea of it. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you I'm making that a thing. Oh my God. You're forcing me. All right. Here's the tea of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it until everybody thinks it's actually a thing. No one's actually going to think that. No, they'll go, oh my God. That's cool. No. Am I? No. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Picture it. I woke up and all of these groups I'm in are secret. And so I was like, what the fuck's going on? They were made secret from Yeah, from being private. And so I was like, hold on. And that's me typing because I was like, something's going on. Mm -hmm. And so apparently... Facebook was big into, like, terrorist things, like, if anything, because, you know, they've had some shady shit. Yeah, I was going to say, you, know? you mean Mark Zuckerberg testified before Congress looking like uh, uh-huh. a deer caught in headlights? Yeah. You mean that? Exactly. So, if anyone was flagged, your group, saying, there's terrorists, there's, you know, whatever kind of language used, they would... Delete it. Delete it, yeah. Like, delete it. No getting it back. And I was like, we can't lose a family. So? Well, supposedly there was, like, a bot Mm -hmm. that was, like, going around and flagging all of these groups for no reason and just getting them all shut down. Yeah. And Carrie was at work, and so she can't message me back. And I was like, hey, should I make it secret? One, two, three. Okay, she didn't answer me back. Um, (laughs) Secret. (laughs) So, that's what happened. That is an accurate representation. Yes. And then, then, you know, like, eight hours later, it's like, okay, okay. I mean, it's taken care of people, you know, like, whatever. All right, let's move it back to, oh. It's still grayed out. We can't move it back for 28 days, people. We're still secret. So if you're looking for the Facebook group and you're like, where the fuck is it? We're here. It's secret. We got, <laughs> so, the, we got the invisibility cloak, okay? And we didn't mean to. But we're like at least halfway through the 28 days. I'm, well, I don't know how to count, so I hope. But if you are looking for the group and you're like, I can't freaking find it. You can add Donna or me or both of us on Facebook, and we will invite you into the group. So, search for Donna Elwin or Carrie Easterling, and you'll find us. Yep. But as soon as that 28 days is up, we're going to go back private so that you can find the group to join. But when you post shit, your Auntie Joanne isn't going (laughs) to see you posting about murder and mayhem and carbs and cocks. Exactly. One thing that's not secret, though, is... Patreoners! Yeah. So, thank you, Sheila L. from Indiana. Joan F. from North Carolina. And Caitlin F. from Washington. Thank y'all so much. I hope y'all enjoy your letters and your special stickers that we got for y'all. Woohoo! Yeah, some of y'all have upped your patronage so that you could get the new stickers. But we still have some left, so there's still some time for the first 50 people that either up their patronage Or our new Patreoners, you get limited edition stickers. Yes. And that can be 
One dollar. Yeah, absolutely. So thank y'all again so freaking much. We couldn't do it without y'all. We really appreciate all your support. Did we say new merch? Oh, girl, I don't think we did. Oh, fuck. Skirt. <laughs> oh, damn, we ain't playing that. So, yeah, we got new merch, y'all. We got new shirts, new tank tops, jewelry. We have some cool new designs that I freaking love. Donna freaking loves. Mm-hmm. We all love. So, y'all have to go check them out. You can link to our store from the website, aparanormalchicks.com. Mm-hmm. We even got a crop top, y'all. I mean, it doesn't go up very large. It's a little sizest. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, because it's a little sizest. However, we got one. Yeah. I mean, some of y'all aren't extra large pizzas. And you personal pans, go for it. You wear that. However. Hey, and if you want, it doesn't matter your size if you want it. You do it. I mean, I can get it, and it might be a um, bralette for me. <laughs> yeah, the sizes that it comes in, I can't. I ain't get. Of course, I wouldn't wear it anyway because uh, I'm not. I don't have the right shape for it. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest. If I wore a crop top, people would be so blind with how white my belly is. Look, I could wear it and go as Winnie the Pooh for <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> I'm Winnie the Pooh just looking for a honeypot. Oh, no. I'm Winnie the Pooh. Taste my honeypot. Okay. Looking for a sugar daddy? On that note. Got something creep sweet. Creep it real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. In the podcast forever. No, I'm just kidding. But y'all, for real, check out the new merch. We love it. Some really cool designs. Thank you so much, Jason Daniel, for the amazing designs. Y'all can find him on Instagram. We'll link his Instagram on our show notes. So, check him out. Okay. Are you ready? Yep, 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 yep. Do you remember last week when I told you that I had started a story and then it was so big and I was like, I, I'm going to have to do it next week? Yeah. I said it on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. I mean, Will might have cut it out. <laughs> but I said it. But you said it. Well, so I'm doing it this week. And night before last, I'm going to bed. So, of course, my TV's on Investigation Discovery. And I hear that. That show on ID from People Magazine. Mm-hmm. People Magazine Investigates. Yes, that show. Well, in five days from now, <laughs> they're doing my fucking story. I was like, son of a bitch. Everything, like... Well, stop being so fucking trendy. Well, it really was that purely by accident. Like, mm-hmm. who knew? Here's the tea of it. You two on topic. But I didn't mean to be. <laughs> I was trying to do something obscure, but not really. This is not obscure. Y'all, when, they, when y'all hear it, y'all going to be like, Carrie, that's not fucking obscure. <laughs> I don't think you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the definition. <laughs> but it's not one that I've heard a lot of podcasts doing. So I was like, okay, okay, this could be a good one. Yeah. I know last podcast on the left did it, but I really honestly didn't find a whole, whole lot about it. Okay. They did like a four-part series on it. So know that I'm going to be missing some pieces. Okay. We ain't, we ain't got four hours. So you're going to be like a jigsaw puzzle that you buy at a garage sale and they're missing a few pieces, but you're like, it's a dollar, so I can't argue. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I mean, you get the picture. Literally. Fast forward five seconds and she's going to say, I'm doing Richard Ramirez. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not doing him, but I am doing what led up to the murder suicide of Ricky Rodriguez. Mm, Don't know him. On January 7th of 2005, Ricky Rodriguez was 29 years old, and he recorded a video of himself talking about what was to come. One of the things that he said in the video was, some of the things I'm going to try to do 
are rather shocking and maybe not right in a lot of people's books. I'm just loading my magazine here. I hope you guys don't mind if I do that while I talk. And he says, there is a need that I have. This need, it's not a want, and I wish it wasn't, but it is a need for revenge. It's a need for justice because I can't go on like this. I thought he was going to say more cowbell, but whatever. Need more cowbell? Yeah. Isn't that from Saturday Night Live? Uh, what? I don't fucking know. Christopher Walken? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, sorry. Okay, more cowbells. Can someone please tell me that I'm not the only one that knows that? Oh, I'm sure everyone else on the planet knows <laughs> it but me. And I'll probably watch that and don't know what you're talking about. Mm, she probably uses the fucking gifts from it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true story. I mean, she ain't lying. Okay. Back to seriousness. Okay. Ricky had a plan. He was going to find his mother, invite her out for dinner, and then kill her. But he couldn't find his mom, so he did, for him, what was the next best thing. He invited his old nanny over. His nanny's name was Angela Marilyn Smith. And sometimes, she had a bunch of different names that she would go by. Sometimes Joy, Sue, Cedar, Trust, Hope. What? (laughs) Those are her names. Okay. What? What is her real name? Angela Marilyn Smith. But she had legally changed it from Susan Joy something. (laughs) I'm going to call her Angela Smith. Okay. So, Ricky invites Angela Smith out for dinner. He hadn't seen her in a long time. And he's like, look, you know, I'm working on some things. I'm ready to, to, to get back right. Like, come meet me for dinner so we can talk about it. She meets him. They go back to his apartment. And as soon as they get in... He stabs her to death. What the fuck? Where'd the knife come in? He was doing his magazine for his gun. There were parts of the video where he was actually sharpening the knife. Oh, well, that would have been nice to know. No, I'm just kidding. He, so he was sharpening his knife at one point. <laughs> Ricky stabbed Angela five times before slitting her throat. Fuck. He then got in his car, drove to Blythe, California... And shot himself in the head. So, what in the actual fuck led to all this? Yeah. A whole fuck ton. Oh, shit. I was about to say, you got a lot of pages there, Missy, and that was the shortest story I've ever heard. (laughs) You know how I told you Angela had a lot of names? Well, Ricky Rodriguez had another name, too. He was also known by the name Davidito. And he was supposed to have been the future prophet of a cult. Dun, dun, dun. So, that was in 2005. We are going to travel all the way back to 1968. Is it when David Tito, or David Edo, Ricky, was conceived? No. Oh, fuck. Remember, that happened in 2005, and he was 29. I can't do math. <laughs> well, it wasn't 68. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a conscious effort not to refer to him as David Ito. Dorito. Because he... He's cheesy motherfucker. You're going to hate yourself in just a second. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, while he did murder someone, he is a victim. And I will tell you why. Dun, dun, dun. 
1968, there was a guy by the name of David Berg. He was a Christian missionary pastor that honestly was failing as being a pastor. To, and he tried a couple of different, like, basically religions, like Pentecostal well, or denominations, whatever. Church shit. <laughs> like Pentecostal and something else and something else. And it just wasn't working out because he wasn't good. Yeah. And how can you switch denominations like that? I don't know. I mean, because Pentecostal and like Southern Baptist is not the same thing. Right. David Berg had grown up in like a religious household. I think his mom was one of the first radio evangelists. Mm. And, you know, they were just very like out there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But you also have to think, too, of the time in 68, The this was like the time for cults to start yeah. booming. Because you had the war in Vietnam where people were like, I'm fucking tired of this. Mm-hmm. You know, they were starting to rebel against that kind of the fuck the man kind of mentality. Yeah. But we're also kind of coming to the kind of hippie movement was starting to kind of end too, though. It was, you know, life is a, a, a pendulum swing. So yeah. it goes from like extreme, like regimented military to like a swing the other way, free love. You're basically doing how I explained a grid. <laughs> Touche, you win. (laughs) Tally Fadonna. Okay. David Berg, he was married, and he had four kids, and they formed what was called Teens for Christ. Oh, Lord. So this group had a ministry that was called the Huntington Beach Light Club Ministry, and they would go out to, I hate saying like the hippies, because that's obnoxious, but, you know, that's what they do. (laughs) And they would, like, play music and sing and dance to, like, try to recruit people. Mm -hmm. They started getting some members, and they started doing, like, sit-ins and preaching about, basically, the doom of America. Oh, Lord. And what they started doing, too, was saying that people were focused more on the church than God. And so they were kind of, like anti-church establishment and so well fittingly because he couldn't exactly do it exactly oh god okay so shortly after that they started being known as the children of god when they would get new members to the church um air quotes around church they would have to memorize scripture like it was very it was very strict they had to Basically, like, give up all their secular things and give it to the children of God. Very like Scientology in the give us all your shit. Yeah. The children of God eventually started moving out from California, which I think is so interesting that they started in California. Because that's where, Mm -hmm. um, like, the Jonestown people, Manson, fucking all these cults that Mm -hmm. start there. But because I think that's where... All the kids were going when they were rebelling against the war and mm-hmm. the man and, again, with the free love and all of that. And then, so they're looking for something. And then, in this case, the pendulum is starting to swing away from free love and mm-hmm. wanting a little more structure and a little more like, hey, I, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So yeah. they start looking for something else. Yeah. And so the Teens for Christ now had children of God. Yeah. 
and they change their names a bunch as a cult usually does. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they use music, which is so they did what people wanted or what people liked, mm-hmm. you know, or what they needed. So it's all about finding what people need and then exploiting it. Yeah. They're moving out around the United States and they've started what they call colonies. Not churches. Mm-mm. Sometimes they call them like homes. At the beginning of the cult, David Berg ran it, like I said, very like reg- regimented. Like it was not like people were told not to have sex until marriage, not to even hold hands, yada, yada, yada. You know, all of the different, you know, it's all about God's salvation. It's all about the doom and gloom and fire and brimstone type thing. Not long after the first colony or commune was established, David Berg decided that part of his role as the leader of the cult was to live in, like, secrecy. So, not in the communes with the people. He lived in his own. Mm -hmm. And they would do stuff like pipe in Bible verses and stuff. So, they heard it, the Bible verses, over and over and over again. Again, they were expected to memorize stuff. They had... You know, things that they had to do. They were even... How worn jests of him. Yes. There was even some stuff that said that food was very scarce. Because, again, these people gave up, had to give up all their worldly possessions. Mm -hmm. The only thing they were allowed to have of their own was a Bible. Oh, Lord. And that David Berg and his kind of inner circle, like, got the best food. And then it kind of trickled down the ranks from Mm -hmm. there. And as a cult does. Yeah. It's also said that they were only allowed two squares of toilet paper. Oh, fuck no. I get some infinite wipers. I would be like, but do I also get wet ones? Um, do, I would be like, have you seen the Charmin commercials? I'm basically the little boy Charmin thing. Bear. <laughs> Charmin thing. Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Two squares. Two squares. Like. Probably of like one ply. And that's the thing. Girls use more than that just to pee. Yes. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? You know what? Mm -mm. See, mm -mm. I'd be like, well, if I only get this, Genesis is going first. Well, in 1972... The group had really been, like, you know, giving out their little pamphlets and shit. So, you know, the, you know how they call them tracks? Oh, yes. Like, Jesus saves mm-hmm. tracks. <laughs> Supposedly, they had given out 42 million of them. Um, well, that's what happened to the rainforest, folks. <laughs> I mean. Burn gully. I mean, I'm like, look, you can distribute 42 million pieces of paper, but I can't have more than fucking two squares of toilet paper. Yeah, uh-uh. No. Those people better have a lot of good fucking fiber up in their diet, then. Well, they better have a squatty potty. Hashtag not sponsored, but I wish I was. So, over the next five years, that was kind of their way of, like, witnessing, you know, was, like, mm-hmm. the tracks and stuff. In 1972, the Church of God lost its tax exemption because... The Church of God? Sorry, Children of God. <laughs> Freudian slip. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean... Worldwide? (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. The children of God lost their tax exemption because the government was like, um, fuck no. These people are giving their shit to you, and then it's all going to David Berg. Like, that's not a charity. Like, you don't get tax exempt or a church. You don't get that exemption. Yeah. 
Well, it was around this time that the cult kind of started changing directions. It stopped being so much about the Bible and, I mean, hello. Mm -hmm. It stopped being so much about the Bible and fire and brimstone and purity and all of that and started becoming whatever the fuck David Berg wanted it to be. Imagine that. As the cult's changing, based on whatever in the fuck David Berg wanted, one of the biggest things that changed was how they focused on sex. And David Berg said that, because here's the thing about the Bible, and I'm not trying to get religious or political or any of those things, but the Bible has a lot of weird sex shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can make it however you want to make it. Some people believe in polygamy. Some people don't. Some people believe in no sex before marriage. Some people don't, you know. And depending on how you interpret the Bible is how you believe. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that David Berg wanted to change was that he wanted to add polygamy. So he wanted to add polygamy to it. So he took on a second wife. Mm -hmm. This is a fucking tell as old as time. Yes. So Berg was also a very heavy drinker. Like, tell as old as time. Very, very heavy drinker. And you remember how I told you that he was like, secl- not secluded, but like mm-hmm. he was. He was only around his inner circle. Like he, a lot of sequestered. Yeah, a lot of the people in the cult had never even seen him. Mm-hmm. And so what he would do is okay. Unlike cult leaders that say they are God, mm-hmm. he said, "No, I'm just the messenger." He liked to call himself Moses David, David Moses. Oh, Lord. So, since this is a tale as old as time, why do we have to spend so much fucking time on David fucking Berg? Well, stick with me because it will make sense. Because it's about the direction in which he took the cult and what that meant in the long haul. Okay. Okay. David fucking Berg, as you say. Mm-hmm. Again, said that he was a lot like Moses in that he was like the messenger kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember. It was David Moses or Moses David. That's what he called himself. But since he was off in the woods gallivanting with his inner circle, what he would do was he would write letters to the members. And since he fancied himself Moses, it was shortened to Mo. And so these letters were called Mo letters, like M-O letters. You can't see me, but um. Slow blinking. Mm-hmm. And if you, because I've read a couple of these letters, and by couple, I mean there are like over 3,000 of them. Wait, what did he call them? Mo letters. Why did he call it Mo Mail? Like, that would make <laughs> sense. Like, I can't stand this guy. You don't even like his, he didn't even, can't even do a fucking alliteration right. No! Hire me. Fuck. <laughs> and I'm going to use four squares. And Four squares and a roll of go. I took shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, a paranormal chicks, and so most people still don't get it. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Give okay. me some mo letters. So while it was pretty awesome being in his inner circle because you got the good food, like you didn't get the shit, mm-hmm. like rotting food, literally. Mm-hmm. That's what they had to eat sometimes. Mm. While you got that, you also got 
the drunken ramblings of the Mo letters and all that. But before he wrote it in the letters to send it out to his people, he would try the shit on his inner circle. Okay. One of the things in which he tried on his inner circle was sharing. Sharing is caring. But in this case, sharing is Moses David fucking his son's wives. I expected a reaction from you for that. Well, I was trying to think, do you mean sons? No, like his biological sons. Because he had two sons. Okay. With his wife. Mm -hmm. Remember I told you he was married. Two grown sons. They were married. Okay, I didn't know they were grown. Yeah, sorry. Two married sons, part of his inner circle. and I think you left all those details out. Well, because there's so fucking many. Okay, well, that was my reaction. Confused. Okay, okay, okay. Grown sons, married, what he would do is he would have sex with their wives. And he would make them watch. Ooh, you Stephen Powell motherfucker. Right. And again, no fetish shaming if you are, you know, into a little cuckold experience. Right. No fetish shaming. But on this one, ew. Well, I don't feel like they were willing participants well, you know and, what I mean? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too. This wasn't like polyamory and, you know, they were all kind of having sex with everybody and everybody was yeah. happy and in yeah. it and all of that. He would kind of pit the sons against one another. Like, son A, his wife would have sex with David, and so he would get, like, a promotion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, son B would be like, motherfucker. And then, like... Son B's wife would have sex with him, and he'd be like, you know, go to wife, go to son A, and be like, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it wasn't yeah. like a just like a. So it was Cain and Abel, basically. Well, and were the women willing participants in this, or what? I think to an extent, yes. I mean, all brainwashed. Exactly. That's why I say I think to an extent, but I, I definitely think that it took grooming. Hmm. Well. The next thing that they started, this was in 1974, they started a thing called flirty fishing. So, David Berg noticed, like, okay, so let's say that we send out 42 million tracks. We may get 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Not the best odds, right? Mm-hmm. So, what he decided to try was to see if the women lured men in and had sex with them, could they convert them better? So he put a spin on, and he loved alliteration here, just not in the Mo letters. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just no, no, it. he did in the Mo letters because he wrote a whole Mo letter like on the rules of flirty fishing, and everything, all of them, because they would call it FFing, mm-hmm. and every almost all of the rules had an FF in them, like efficient, other FF words <laughs> that I can't think of right now. So he tried. You know, he probably got a PR person that was like, Mo. (laughs) You need Mo help. But so he just like churched up Manson's, send out the girls, have them be flirty, have sex, sex sales, bring them in. Basically. Okay, cool. But I want to say his his second wife Mm -hmm. was the first one that tried it, like that he sent out to try it. So... Basically, he used some verses from First John and Romans to say, like, well, 
because of God's grace, we're able to show God's love to others in any way possible, as meaning in sex too. Yeah. So the female members would were expected to expected. Not like they were required. It wasn't like a, hey, I'll volunteer for this. Right. Like, no, it was expected of them that they would do the flirty fishing. And so some of them worked for escort agencies. But even if, like, let's say that they had sex with someone, even if it didn't lead to them joining the cult, they got money. Yeah, they were expected that, okay, well, you have to catch that big fish. Like, you aren't, you're not just going to go out and do this with anybody. You've got to look for the politicians, the attorneys, the doctors, the this, the that, whoever yeah. else makes money. You know, the actors, that you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the women have to do that. Exactly. And so, all in all, while they were doing the flirty fishing, because it did eventually end, they had s- sexual contact with almost... 224,000 people. Fuck. One of the cult members that was a sex worker for the, I mean, let's call it what it is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, involuntary sex worker too, I guess I should say. Yeah. Because it was forced upon them. It was not, you know, she may have been okay with it, but only because it was forced on her. She was at this hotel working as a, a sex worker and she eventually became pregnant, as did many, many people while they were doing the flirty fishing, because they weren't allowed to use contraceptives. And because so, that's of the devil. Right. Well, because, you know, God's will and all. Mm-hmm. So they didn't use contraceptives. And so if they got pregnant, it was celebrated because, again, that's more numbers for their mm-hmm. cult. Well, she ended up getting pregnant, and she got pregnant with who we know as Ricky Rodriguez. And her name was Karen Zerby. Karen Zerby was David Berg's wife, his second wife. And so, so not legally. Well, I think that he actually divorced his first wife and then and legally married Karen. Mm. But that like a very that was like a very sister wives move. Yeah, that's what they did <laughs> yes. recently. The babies that were born during the flirty fishing expedition was <laughs> were known as Jesus babies. There were over 300 Jesus babies born out what of flirty fishing. Mm-hmm. There was even, like I said, there, part of the Mo letters were, there was like a handbook of how to flirty fish. Mm-hmm. And basically it said for the women to not, don't enjoy it. Like this is, this <laughs> is not like, this is, this is your duty. Yeah. Like go make money again, go catch the big fish kind of thing. Do what you have to do to further the family kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, in 1987 is when they stopped flirty fishing because of the AIDS epidemic, though. Like, because they didn't use any contraceptives. Mm -hmm. And so they said, like, you couldn't go out and seek people anymore. But, like, if there were people within the cult that you had been having a sexual relationship with, like, keep going. You know? Yeah. They went through some other names, like Family of Love, Reorganization nationalization, revolution. Oh, my God. A bunch of stuff. David Burton needs to stop because he sucks at these fucking titles. Mm -hmm. They were also called The Family. Ooh, how mafia of you. (laughs) They were, okay, because this was also like the Jonestown cult had just happened. You know, the Jonestown mass murder Mm -hmm. and all that. So 
the government was starting to really kind of look into cults and being like, okay, well, this is fucked up. And how do we prevent this from happening again? And, you know, the children of God was on their radar, obviously. They had already taken away their tax exemption and all that shit. So the cult basically stayed on the move. Mm -hmm. As one does. Mm -hmm. David Berg loved his rules, but it sounds like he read a handbook, How to Cult. Mm -hmm. Like, really, he, Jim Jones and him, old Charlie Manson, they probably all, like, went out and had drinks. And they were like, okay, how do you think we should do this? But did they drink Kool-Aid? Not yet. <laughs> By 1983, there were 10,000 cult members. Good God. And it had begun, it spread all over the world. Like, it wasn't just in California or New York or wherever. It was all over the world. They had these different communes or, quote, family homes. And, you know, the next thing we're going to talk about I do want to say that not all members of the cult knew this crap went on. You know, a lot of it started with the inner circle and then kind of worked its way out if it worked or depending on the backlash or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then so some people that were in the cult never even knew how bad it really was. Mm -hmm. David Berg was anti-homosexuality only with men. Like, he was saying, like, men couldn't have sex with men, but women could have sex with women because how's that different than just masturbation? And, God. Well, so, David Berg's stance was he said that the devil hates sex, but God loves it. (laughs) So, he said the only way to get free of the devil and his lies and his prohibition and guilt complexes about sex is to get rid of his lies and his lying propaganda and blah, 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 through God's love and his freedom. And then he says that there's nothing wrong at all with the sex as long as it's practiced in love, whatever it is or whoever it's with, no matter who or what age or what relative or what manner. Ew. And he talked about how, like, ooh, me probably even saying this is going to get me in trouble kind of thing. And he says, I can indulge in any kind of sex I want, but I've got to watch out for the system because it's against the law. Oh, my God. Go jerk off in a fucking corner, David Berg. I'm over you. So he would also often describe dreams that he had. He called it the little girl dreams. Oh. oh. Where he had sex with prepubescent girls. Fuck you. He talked in this one Mo letter about... How much he wanted to have sex with his mother and that he should have had sex with her. And that, like, there was this one time when he was 19, he was, like, basically acting as his mom's chauffeur because she, remember how I told you she was, like, a radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Televangel- televangelist, but for the radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't think of how to say it. So he was talking about how one time he was with his mom and they had been, they had gone somewhere, you know, and they had to stop at this hotel to, to stay the night. One bed, it was cold. His mom was like hugging him while they were sleeping. I mean, he's 19, so he's like grown. Mm-hmm. But he was saying like how, looking back, he wishes basically he would have capitalized on the opportunity to have sex with his mother because that's good and you should have, you know, there shouldn't be any boundaries on who you can have sex with and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. But again, he says, not male on male. That's the only boundary. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He enjoyed watching 
a man and a woman have sex. But I think mm-hmm. that just he personally was not – he was kind of a cuckold, you know. Mm-hmm. But also wanted to be the dom. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, anyway. He was just a fucking sex addict. Absolutely. And again, too, if you remember, like, he was shit-faced through all of this. Mm-hmm. And so he's I'm just – surprised he didn't have a limp dick. He, he probably did on the times. Oh, no, no, I'll watch. Right. <laughs> I'll watch. Well, after Ricky Rodriguez was born, if you keep in mind, too, like I said, that Karen Zerby was having sex with very, with many mm-hmm. men, and they were like, we think he was the dad. And so... And Mari wasn't around. Right. And so the guy that they said was his dad was like, oh, this is a cold I'm out. You know, like, he was just <laughs> trying to have sex with this girl. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after, from what I understand, after she had the baby, they brought him in and said, like, hey, look, this is your baby. And he is the new prophet. Oh, And fuck. he is him and who will be one of the other Jesus babies is the they together are going to have a child when they get childbearing years. So, you know, 12 and David Berg's oh, brain. God. But anyway, that so they were going to, her name was going to be David E. Tuh, you know, very clever. And that they would have a baby and that baby would be who defeated the Antichrist. Oh, my God. Right? So this guy's like fucking Homer Simpson gif, like, backing up. Yes! Yes! Like, I didn't sign up for this. Like, that's not my baby. You can't prove it. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. And in order to, like, cement the deal with the guy who they said was Ricky's dad, when, you know, when they brought him in, because, again, remember how I told you he said it was sharing, he told the guy that he needs to sexually assault the baby. White in order to like basically like kind of get the whole thing moving, and so he's like, I am fucking out. Wait, who assaults the baby? David Bird wanted the biological dad to assault the baby, but we don't even know if it's a biological dad, right? David Berg is so nasty, yeah. So, what they ended up doing, he found another person to do it. Well, you'll work. This is so fucking... These these people are so fucking sick. Kind of together, David Berg and Karen Zerby created a child care manual they published in 1982. And it was 762 pages, all of how to raise your child. Oh, God. Complete with how important it was to have a sexual relationship with your child. When you say published, what does that mean? Like, made these Mo letters and sent them out to the 10,000 followers. But here's the thing. So for them to have, for them to be so like, sex is love and do as you wish, blah, 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 blah. This book had pictures. What? It would show kids in some explicit positions it would show an adult like laying with a kid Ew, fuck! but what they did though was they like put like cartoon drawings on the adult's face on the adult so you wouldn't know who the adult was 
Ew. So it's like you're saying that you that it's cool. It's fine. Mm-hmm. God wants us to love everybody and have sex with all everyone and whoever we want to, no matter age or if it's your fucking mother mm-hmm. or your child. But the man's against them, so they have to put like shit on their faces. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you something, and in some of them, like in some of them, the kid like you can you can see the kid's face. Some of them you can't, but. Okay, here's one. And this is this is Davidito or Ricky. The fuck <laughs> We'll post we'll post what we can. I mean what like the fuck. Again, these the all these pictures have been like censored, you know, so that it's not you're not seeing shit you're not gonna get arrested for like bad shit. It's worse than I thought. I thought it was going to be like a smiley face, no. like over it. No, 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 no. No, it's bad. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Y'all, whatever you do, go to our fucking podcast notes to see this creepiness. <laughs> because you think you have an idea, but you don't have an idea. I literally thought it was going to be like a, like a, I know they didn't have emojis back then, but you know, like a smiley mm-hmm. face emoji. So, here are some of the, like, because all the, like, basically perils of how to raise your child are numbered. And some of them are just, like, their interactions in their life. You know, like, his favorite things to read at bedtime, you know. But then it's stuff like, number 15, sex. Now, if I share with you some of David Ito's sexy experiences, will you try to prayfully and cautiously to benefit from the lessons? The fuck? What? During this time, we saw two dogs making love. What? Also, this is sidebar. But here's my thing. If I'm going to be in a cult and shit, I want them to be crazy, crazy with, like, numbers and everything have, like, a purpose. I need, like, conspiracy theorist kind of cult. Yes. Because just random ass shit, like how their book was like 956 pages or whatever. No, I need like 666 pages done, you know, or like 500 and, ooh, maybe even like, I don't, I don't know, like five, one, six. So five plus one equals six. And yes. That's, that's the, you know what I mean? Like I need. Well. Oh, Okay. Okay, let me show you this one real quick, though. But see, some of them, they did do it to the kids' faces. So this one is school in school in the kitchen or anywhere we can improvise. And look at that. But so, like, they did the picture on, like, what they did the, the face fuck? on the kids. So it's like, I don't know why, like, there's really and truly, that's just a kid sitting there at the kitchen table, like, doing homework. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not really anything inappropriate about it. Right. So, I don't know. I don't honestly know they're... It's just fucking weird. Yes. So, they said that part of why... It's bad. Mm-hmm. Part of why Ricky Rodriguez was chosen as David Ito, as the prophet, is it had to do with number this number seven. Mm-hmm. So, seven... There's some stuff in Revelations about seven and blah, blah. And again, mm-hmm. they thought that he and David Ito were going to have the baby... <laughs> That battled the Antichrist mm-hmm. to save those 144,000 people that's in Revelations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, I know. So, he was born, like, there was some, some things with, like, the time that he was born equaled seven. and the. But they also said it was, like, 
it didn't the math was bad like it was a stretch but basically they were saying there were all these sevens yeah. that linked up to his birthday and his blah 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 like he weighed seven pounds you know mm-hmm. supposedly there was just all this shit but again it was a it was a, a lot of it was a stretch like it was saying he was born on the seventh hour of the day but it was like 10 a.m you know what i mean it's like yeah. mm, what time you start your day you know mm-hmm. so they it, divided that by three multiplied it by two had the square root see math it was all fucked mm-hmm. up it don't even make no damn sense Mm-mm. So, to say that Ricky Rodriguez was abused is a massive understatement. Yeah. He was exploited in every possible way. He, there were pictures taken of him. There were, there was this 762 page fucking book about how they raised him and the things that they did to him in order to do to other children. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he had to even look at those pictures with those cartoon things. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's child abuse right there. Just looking at those pictures. It could be a me and Carrie. And if someone drew faces on us like they did... That is traumatizing. Y'all want to have like a short horror movie? Look at these pictures. So the original story of David Ito is the name of the that fucking neat fuck book mm-hmm. that it was published in eighty two. In the late nineties, though, they reprinted it like to quote sanitize it because they were like, oh, we could probably get arrested for this shit, so we're gonna tame this down a little it's bit. It's the abridged version. Mm-hmm. If you want to see more, you can find, like, because a lot of, like, ex-members had it and have posted online. So, there's, you can, there's a shit ton about all of this stuff. Like, Are there websites that you can link in our podcast notes? Billions of websites. Like, it's like, no, I know, but it's like, there's this, it's almost like a wiki page, but it's not. It's called X Family, and you can find so much about all these people. Like, it breaks it down, like, person by person. Damn. There's so many names for all of these people that it's it's impossible for me, honestly, for me to keep. I need, like, a fucking family tree. Well, we all know that names are not your forte. Math might not be mine, but names? Well, I, speaking of. Oh, fuck. I pulled a carry. Is his name not David Berg? No, that's right. Oh, okay. And and he is, you know, and, and Ricky Rodriguez is David Ito. But the girl? Oh, fuck. <laughs> She she ain't David E. Tuh. <laughs> She's Davida. <laughs> I just added some letter. I was just trying to church it up a little you bit. You sure did. <laughs> David E. Tuh. Davida. Okay. Like, that sounds way better than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. David e. Okay, I can give him a little bit more credit now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Davida's mom was Sarah Kelly. And Sarah Kelly was one of Ricky Rodriguez's nannies. Okay, so Sarah Kelly was one of the main abusers of Mary Jolien Berg. She was the granddaughter of David Berg. Oh, fuck. When she was 11, she was quote, invited to go live at her grandfather's compound. And while she was there, she experienced severe physical, sexual, and psychological abuse. Fuck them. Are these people still alive? Because I hope they all had diarrhea. 
And they could only use two sheets of toilet paper. (laughs) So one of the things that Mary was forced to do is that, okay, David Berg liked for the young girls to basic to, to send him videos of them stripping. And he would teach them how to do it, basically. Like mm-hmm. he'd be like, leave this all because he didn't like it when they got like undressed you know, fast. Or or completely undressed. Like he mm-hmm. whatever, it's fucking disgusting. Like I, I can't even say it. It's yeah. so fucking disgusting. And so she would always have to do that. The compound that she went to where he was living was in the Philippines. So like I said, they are Mr. Worldwide over here. They are oh my God. they're everywhere because they're running from trouble. And the thing is, by the time the law enforcement caught up with them, sometimes the statute of limitations and all of that would have run out already. Yeah. And so they were just fucking dodging bullets left and right. Yeah, cat and mouse. Exactly. Well. And just like mice, they're fucking smart and fucking sneaky. Mary was, like I said, at his compound. She had to sleep in a walk-in closet that was just adjacent to his bedroom. And that when he would sexually assault her, Karen Zerby, who, who was his wife, would watch. Who is David Dito, Dorito, his mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. There's so oh many. Oh, my God. There's so many names. <laughs> I need you to keep me straight. Zerby sounds like Furby, and I'm pretty sure that's his mom. Okay. It's said that her first sexual experience with penetration Mm -hmm. was with Ricky, and she was 12. What the fuck? It's also said that... How old was Ricky at this point? I think he's just older, just like a year older than her, maybe. Oh, God. So, what they did, too, when she was 14, she said, like, she was criticizing David Berg some, and said that she had, like, seen images of demons... And so they said that she was possessed. Oh my god! And basically abused her. Like I said, physical, psychological abuse because they were quote like getting the demons out. Mm-hmm. Like they would bang her head against the wall. What the fuck? It said, "If it takes a good beating up to make you get rid of it, then we're going to beat you up." And it said, "If that doesn't work, then what can we do? We can't kill you. That's God's business. Oh my so god! So we'll have to get rid of you." Why don't you just get rid of her first? Like, as in banish her from the commune? Mm-hmm. Or what? I don't know. Because he sure loves that mobster mafia talk. Mm-hmm. Get rid of you. Please. Please. It's said, too, that they started the sexual abuse on Ricky Rodriguez when he was seven months old. What the fuck, you nasty fucks? Mm-hmm. Dorito never had a chance. No. Truly, no. He didn't. Mary did... Get out of the cult. Thank God. But just like many of that kind of inner circle, and even like I would say, even the next like couple of layers out from that inner circle, mm-hmm. there was just so much abuse mm-hmm. that a lot of them were trying to cope with it and self medicate. So a lot of them turned to alcohol and drugs, specifically like methamphetamines. And, and it was so at that point, too. Yes. In time. Exactly. And a lot died by suicide. God. Like, I'm talking jumping off, jumped off a mountain, commit suicide. Like, Fuck. anything to get out of it. And so, even though Mary got away, she did pass away in her sleep due to respiratory failure in 2017. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She had a really hard life. Bless it. 
I hope she found peace, but also I hope some kind of remnant is left over and it haunts him if he's still alive. Well, I'm going to kind of skip forward a little bit. There are so many individual cases, and I think that that's what that People magazine investigates thing is mm. going to highlight. It's going to have people actually telling their stories. Mm. So it's going to, I think it's really going to be really good to talk about the abuse that each person had and that was mm. inflicted on them. I'm pretty sure that the, that episode and this episode come out on the same day, like Monday, the whatever's next. <laughs> well, David Berg, look at what you did. He used the power of Jesus and the children of Christ. And he got you to do this episode and ID to do the same episode. June 3rd, I believe. It all comes out. Okay. So, in October of 94, David Berg dies. Oh, thank God. However. Oh, God. Karen Zerby takes over. Oh, of course she does. And she's just as fucking bad. Well, yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah. yeah. The group continued to change its name like 85 times. The grandchildren of Christ. The graham crackers of Christ. Here's the kicker. The cult still exists. The fuck? Uh-huh. It's called the Family International. Oh, that's cultish as fuck. hmm It's, like I said, reorganized like multiple times, changed names. That's what it's called now. There's still a shit ton of members. And, you know... According to some of their statistics, in 2005, there were still 10,000 members nationwide or worldwide. And really, nobody knows where Karen Derby is. Who is she? Like, uh, right? Scientology's wife? Yes, exactly. Can someone do a podcast on her? No, because nobody wants their lives fucking turned upside down. You know what I mean? So let's go back again to Ricky Rodriguez. He had left the cult and, you know, he was doing, starting to do pretty well. He was still grappling with a lot of demons, clearly. And he just got to the point where he couldn't do it anymore. And he said, she has to pay. And if I can't get Karen, I'm going to get the next best thing. And I'm going to get someone else who made my life living hell. That's why he decided to get Angela Instead, by saying, like, hey, I want to come back, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And she was like, okay, well, let me come meet you. And he was like, hey, where's mom? And she's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And nobody, they wouldn't tell her where she was. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, okay, I'll take the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, come back to my house so we can flirty fish. Mm-hmm. Well, after he killed her and shot himself, so he, the video that he made, it was. Like a 57-minute suicide note, basically. And this, of course, brought a shit ton of of attention back to the cult. I'm surprised his mom didn't say, the devil got him, and this is what we don't need. No, she's fucking MIA Mm -hmm. because she doesn't want to go to jail. After David Berg died, though, they did the cult, like, take a stand and say, no more incest, no more sex with kids underage, that kind of thing. But I feel like if you fucking have to say that shit, mm-hmm. well, that's so fucked up. Well, and two, though, how you said not everyone knew exactly. all that. Also, then, they don't know what other people are doing. So mm-hmm. if that got to them and they, you know, got the, like, hand, hand-me-down hand versions of the fucking Mo letters, mm-hmm. 
they're like, oh, we finally got prized possession. And then it's like all this nasty shit. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. The thing of it is, too, is that they were so, like, indoctrinated and so in it because they have lost all the, the only thing, only possession they have now is a fucking Bible that. That's missing pages because you know they had to use it for shit paper. Exactly. But at what point do you say, like, do you cut your losses and say, I've lost everything? You know what I mean? They're going to, mm-hmm. when you're that deep in, you're going to do the best you can to make it work. Yeah. And so uh, I think a lot of people turned a blind eye to it because they got to do the best they can. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not doing it, so. Exactly. And then, but then I think that that's how they kept so many of them in, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you knew about it, but you didn't say anything, so you're just as guilty. Mm-hmm. So the kids that were born into the cult are second, they call them like second generation adults or SGAs. Because you know they do all, they got to do all those acronyms. So when they make you say flirty fishing 85 mm-hmm. times, you just say FFs and you don't think about what it actually means. Yeah. Here are some of the people that you may know. Oh, fuck. Jeremy Spencer. He was one of the founding members of Fleetwood Mac. Don't know him. Didn't know him either, but he's a thing. Rose McGowan. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a Scientologist now, isn't she? Probably. I don't know. And all the Phoenix kids. River Phoenix. Joaquin oh. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know what. I knew some of their history. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, there are a few places that the Family International is still active. In Japan, Budapest, Lima, Peru. Bangkok, Thailand, and Washington, D.C., U.S. Well, that's a random fucking assortment. Yeah, well, because they're in as many places as they can be that mm-hmm. where they can be on the run and not get caught. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're in places, like, for the anonymity of it. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, that is just the very tip of the iceberg. It's mm. crazy how much shit and how much, just truly, death and destruction and... Sexual violence and just inset, just fucked up shit in this cult. And so it's like, while I'm like, Ricky killed somebody, he murdered somebody. And while I can understand a vigilante, he still murdered somebody because that's ultimately what he was. He was trying to get, you know what I mean? Um, well, because I was sorry, I was just thinking, I mean, now that I know who she was, if she. Was complicit in the abuse. Um, and she was an abuser. Yeah. So, I feel like he murdered his abuser and not that he should get off or whatever, but. But that's also, how's that different than Gypsy Rose? Because this is how I feel about that. Because she she took it to a whole nother level when they posted mm-hmm. on, like, he should not have killed her how he did. Like, the violent Mm -hmm. stuff, right? But when they posted the fat bitch is dead Mm -hmm. and I raped her daughter Mm -hmm. and all of that, it's like... Well, how's that different than him making the video? He said that he did this, right? He took... Oh, true, true, true. I see what you're saying now. I'm sorry. Like, they're trying to take it off and like, oh, we didn't do it. And then they were on the run and... True. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. They're like, hee hee, we're on a honeymoon. Yeah. And all this shit. You know, like, so... They were trying to get away with it. He was overcome 
with yeah. everything. So that's different. Which and I feel like Gypsy Rose was complicit a little bit in the the scheming. And oh, the, for you know. sure, for sure. Now, was that girl abused beyond measure? Oh, absolutely. Oh, for for sure. But here's the thing. Here's the tea of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> here's the. I'll open the bag of chips for you because okay. Dorito, this motherfucker, he did not discover he could walk and said. Mom's the word. I'll just be here, living my life, making a wish. Oh, going to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get to meet Blake Shelton. Oh, I love Miranda Lambert. You know, all of mm-hmm. this. And it's like, no, girl. Shade on, like, shame. Because you're guilty of at least fraud. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you're a criminal by that. This poor man was abused from literally, like, day one. Yes. And, like, it was not, he was not going, oh, I can't wait to go with Davida. Oh, I'm sorry. Davida. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He was like, bitch, don't get my toys. Not whatever. You know what I yes. mean? And so, I feel like that's what's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean. Oh, I agree. Literally, if she said, you cannot walk. And she never knew it. Yeah. Ever. If she was like, you can't walk and whatever you're, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, whatever. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. I do agree. We could go on about Gypsy Rose and this and Vigilante versus, you know, should they be locked up? Should they not? Should they blah, blah, blah. I mean, we could go on that forever because there's. Every time you say, well, yada, yada, there's a, but, blah, 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 you know. Well, poor Dorito, it's gone. Gypsy Rose, living her best life, engaged, mm-hmm. and looking fabulous. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait till I can read her book, because <laughs> you know she's going to do one. Man, my story was sad as fuck. It and really was. And there's so many people who were... Their lives were destroyed, destroyed from this man and this cult. And the idea is that in a fucking, he was a horny piece of shit Mm -hmm. that was drunk all the motherfucking time and coming up with all these ridiculous ideas that he tried out with his inner circle that included his son, his grandchildren, Mm -hmm. and they let it happen. And then... Continued it throughout the cult. Mm-hmm. And the cult still fucking exists. I know. I mean, now they denounce incest and sexual assault and of minors and period. I need you to do Warren Jeffs. And I need you to do his voice. I got to recover from this motherfucking cult. Man. I know. I, could, I hope yours is lighter. Oh, it is. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so glad that I went first because I need a little little pick-me-up. Yeah, mine is easy breezy. Beautiful cover girl? Sure. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. All right. So, this is coming out Monday, obviously. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of the last things you're going to hear about my mama's death anniversary. I promise. Because we... Recorded a Sinister Sightings, and we talk about it a little bit, I think. Yeah, but that's coming out after this. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. So, like, this is technically the last thing I'm going to say, but it's 
being recorded. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Out. So I don't want to be like, last thing, I swear. And then and they then, hear a holistic yeah, sinister sightings. Yeah, and then be like, what? So just know that we pre-recorded the sinister sightings. And so this is the last thing until a week and a half. But again, major emotional roller coaster this mm-hmm. time. And so do you know what I'm doing? Mm-mm. Okay. So I, was, I just was, I, I was just on the roller coaster of this movie. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what can I do? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I know what. Yes, I, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't say it. Don't say it. I just got really excited because it dawned on me yes. what you're doing. Okay. Well, okay. No, you know what? You say what she says it is. Chupacabra. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. Y'all, my mama had her own language, which was always wrong. You mean she had her own genre of, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was how she said genre. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Patty Joe. <laughs> she said, I'll show you. Yeah, right? That's how she said genre. 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 And, I mean... And then the Get Her On gang for the Gridiron gang. <laughs> Oh, my God. They clean theaters, y'all. And she said she was in the Gitteron gang thing. And I was like, what movie is that? You know? Well, and I went with them, and I was like, that's Gridiron gang. <laughs> and so now I cannot say it fucking right. Oh, no. It's Gitteron gang. Yeah. Every single time every I, time I see it. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, Gitteron gang. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> She also... <laughs> and she's like an avid reader. Like, it's not yeah. like... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, she also would read, like, Patricia Cornwell and James... Patterson. Uh, Patterson. Multiple times. Same book until the end. And she's like, shit, I've already read this. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you didn't know it till the last of it? I mean, hell, yeah. you might as well finish it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be a different ending. But another thing she would say, what is that song that she would always, what's that? Guys? Fireball. Fuck my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's exactly how she yes. did it. <laughs> but that is not what I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you brought it back to Pitbull, though, that I missed her a lot. She loved him. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, she would have sex with him and, uh, oh, my God, uh, Sin of a Woman guy. The guy? Oh, my God. Please tell me. George Strait? Scent of a Woman. Have you never seen that movie? No. Oh, my God. You've never, you never seen any fucking movie. No, I haven't. Okay. Okay. Um, he's so attractive. He's like an older, of course, my mama. That's where I get it. Clint Eastwood? Al Pacino. Yeah, she loves Al Pacino. That's, she has a type. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. Back so, to Chupacabra. Chup, ch- El Chupacabra. Yes. El like, Chupacabra. Yeah. I honestly don't even know how to say it. It's El Chupacabra. Okay. <laughs> it's always El Chupacabra. I, all the time. All the time. And I'd be like, Mama, that is not what it is. Didn't matter. That was it. And let me tell you, I get it from her. Honest. She will go down a rabbit hole. Pretty sure she had my sister Lori looking up shit about an El Chupacabra <laughs> at work. And like, because... I think I told y'all that she had to print out, like, Lori had to print out jokes for my mama. <laughs> she didn't know how to work the Goog. So, Lori was her Google. <laughs> Lori, I know you're busy, but I want to know what an El Chupacabra looks like. And y'all, CNN had something one time, and 
she had to record everything. If you came over and you hadn't been there in a week, she had like four things that she would have on our DVR all already mm-hmm. for when, okay, sit down. I got something for you. I mean, she had some good shit that she would say. <laughs> she did. But I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, amped up. I mean, meanwhile, I'm like, ooh, watch this. Oh, hold on. Let me find it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 20 minutes later. No, mama had it. Down pat. Ready. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into El Chupacabra. El Chupacabra is a cryptid. It is said to attack defenseless creatures in the dark of night, and it will devour the creature by sucking on its blood and draining its body of its blood. So it's a vampire, sort of. Kind of. Well, Lil Choop Choop, he, he first entered mainstream attention in the mid-90s. Best time ever. A farmer in... Rural? Yes. Puerto Rico. It was a small town. He discovered eight of his prized sheep dead. Dead, they said. Mm-hmm. Each of them had three strange triangular puncture wounds on their chest, and they were completely drained of blood. But that was it. No other marks. They, like, no bites in them. Everything was fine. Other than they did because they have no blood. With a triangle puncture wound. Mm-hmm. So, the following months, several other locals reported similar happenings. They said that they would go to sleep in the night, obviously. They're not like me. They're not insomniacs. Wake up the next morning, several of their animals would be dead. Apparently drained of blood, but not consumed. Well, the media got a hold of... All these bizarre stories. And they dubbed the creature El Chupacabra, which is Spanish for, do you know? Mm -mm. The goat sucker. Oh. Mm. Thought it was sheep. Yeah. So it came from the goat sucker because goats were coming up a lot like that. But it was all different kinds of farm animals. But And goats eat anything, so... I guess so. More witnesses came forward and claimed to have spotted this strange creature lurking in the darkness. And they said he was short, bipedal, with reptilian skin, sharp claws, nasty fangs, glowing eyes, and spikes down the middle of its back. While attacks didn't happen on humans, they're saying, hey, this is not a normal creature. This is something that is seemingly not of this world. So how do we know if and when it will attack humans? So it was kind of like a panic. Yeah. Well, sightings of El Choop Choop and incidents began to spread first around Puerto Rico, like we talked about. Then other Latin American countries like Argentina, Bolivia, Dominican Republic, Brazil... So, with all of these sightings, all they know is something that is super strange, super peculiar, is preying on animals, hiding in the darkness, and is seemingly moving so quickly from country to country. So, what is it? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Cotton Eye Joe? Exactly. Exactly what I fucking wrote down. All right. So, we're going to go back... A little bit. 
because like I mentioned, it was first like breaking news in the 90s, but the phenomenon of El Cheap Cheap, Chupacabra, aka Chupacabra, mm-hmm. it's been associated with the Vampiro de Mocha, which is the vampire of Mocha, which is a Puerto Rican town. So the Vampira de Mocha, it happened in February 1975. So we're like right around the same time. Yeah. Like we keep just interweaving. I mean, David Berg probably is El Chupacabre. <laughs> All right. So, so again, this is in Puerto Rico. And the legend goes that 15 cows, three goats, two geese, and a pig... And a partridge in a pear tree? Why the fuck do you know all my good stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I'll know that answer because it's fucking obvious, Donna. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't going to say it. I mean, I go for the low-hanging fruit. I'm short. I'm not that, I was going to say, I'm not that fucking clever, so. (laughs) I mean, I can connect A and B pretty easily. And can you see your way out of it, though? No, not usually. Not out of a wet paper sack. (laughs) All right, so all of those friends of Charlotte's Web, <laughs> they were found with puncture marks in the suburbs of Mocha, and later autopsies showed that blood had been drained from their bodies. Well, initially, it was suspected that the killings were committed by a satanic cult. Of course. Mm-hmm. Wait, what year? 1975. That was that was a, before the satanic panic, though. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that in the 80s? I think Mid-80s? so. Mid-80s? Yeah. Well, Puerto Ricans were probably ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's bad enough for a cult, but then it's like, ooh, we're going to scare them even more? Satanic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I don't think that means what you think it means. It doesn't. Uh, right? All right. Well, later, more killings were reported around the island, and a lot of farms reported loss of animals. And again... All of those animals were reported to have its body bled dry through a series of small, circular incisions. A few months later, a cow was found with a weird, quote-unquote, sucking holes. Ew. Mm-hmm. I think David Berg wrote this. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I mean, is that the beginning of a glory hole? I don't know. Well, the sucking holes were on its skull, and it had scratches on its body, and that brought the death count to now over 30 animals around Mocha. And that's, like, people's livelihood. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, like, just, like, oh, it killed blah, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, the incident made headlines, and police blamed the animal's death on stray dogs, but a newspaper called The Phenomenon... The El Vampiro de Mocha, which again, Vampire Mocha. And it was like, extra, extra, read all about it. And people were like, I mean, they know how to sensationalize. And hello, we all eat it up. I mean, the Inquirer hadn't been around for 30 years for nothing. Right? Look, when I'm in line at Dollar General, they have the star, the Inquirer, all of that. And I'm like, that's so stupid. But um, let me see what... Page 13 says, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you got to. All right, and let's go back a little bit further. And even before that, they think that there's some ancient little cheap cheap lore going on. 
so what do you say? The T of it is that there's similar reports of a creature that date back centuries to ancient Mayan civilizations, always going back to the Mayans, mm-hmm. blaming everything on the Mayans. Mm-hmm. They ruined everything. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but uh, Thank you. In Mayan mythology, a creature known as Kamazots, I don't know, it's Death Bat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It was detailed in various tales. The stories described the creature as a bat, or he had lizard-like face, two arms, and the ability to turn into a statue during the day. And at night, he would reanimate, suck the blood from his victims. And so, even, like, in Mayan literature as early as 1400 B.C., they use terms like goat sucker. Really? hmm Well, I mean, in their yeah, language. Yeah, absolutely. And I, they didn't have it, and I'm not going to butcher it like I did the other word. <laughs> so, so, they're just saying that... Yeah, it got big in the 90s, but there's backstory to it. But the Mayan stuff, I feel like, has just recently been found, you know? Mm -hmm. So, who knows? Like I said, everyone relates everything to Mayan mythology and all of that, you know? But who knows? I like to believe, and my mom, I'm sure, would love to believe that El Chupacabre is an ancient Mm -hmm. creature, an ancient predator. Yeah, but if it was like an ancient predator, it probably wouldn't still be around today, though. Why do you think that? Well, it would die off. Why do you think that? Well, I don't know. It's ancient. (laughs) Well, I mean, if it survives only on blood. Mm, True. I mean, vampires are like 700 years old. I mean, I'm just saying. I really want to do a deep dive on vampires, but... Not today! (laughs) I mean, I got to have more time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to do them dirty. And I have a story about something, and so, ooh, ooh, look at that little breadcrumb. You know, I love to drop some carbs, trying to pick up some cocks. Damn. (laughs) All right. So, one of the most infamous encounters with El Chupacabra happened in August of 1995. Lil Donna was probably watching Wizard of Oz when this was happening. Mm -hmm. But in Puerto Rico, a housewife named Madeline Tolentino... So, she said that she saw a being outside of her home, and according to her, it was four feet tall, bipedal, which means it's on two feet, and it resembled kind of like an alien-esque type thing, moved like a kangaroo. So, each hand had three claws, but it was like clawed fingers, kind of like, I hate to say hooves, but like instead of five fingers, it's... Mm -hmm. Three, like, big fingers. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're, like, clawed. <laughs> like talons. She said that instead of a snout, there were two small air holes and spikes covering its spine. Also said to be present was her mother, ex-husband, and his co-worker, which is kind of weird to me. Like Mother, ex-husband, and co-worker? Yeah. Okay. Like his co-worker. So, I don't know. But she is the only one who goes on on record. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know his name. I don't know her mother's name. Hmm. I don't know the co-worker's name. They're, like, B-list. Wikipedia be like, at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. 
Her description would be the most popular, widely known description. But chupacabras, oh my God, I said it wrong. I'm not even thinking say, about it. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Little chup chup. They're said to be three different specific forms. I mean, there's, you know, like everyone has some little variation, but yeah, there are three types that they all kind of fall into. The first and most common is a lizard-like bean, and so it has leathery or scalish greenish-gray skin, sharp, spindly spine, or quills running down its back. It's usually three to four feet tall, and it stands and hops like a kangaroo. So this form is said to have either a dog or panther-like nose and face, a forked tongue protruding from it, large fangs, said to hiss or screech when alarmed, and it also gives off a sulfuric stench. Ooh, that mm. means demon. <laughs> I mean, that, you never know. When it screeches, some reports say that Choop Choop's eyes glow unusually red and that can give witnesses a nausea, a feeling of nausea. A second kind is more like of a resemblance to a dog standing on its hind legs. Mm-hmm. It still stands and hops like a kangaroo, but it has coarse fur with a gray facial hair. The head is similar to a dog's and its mouth has really large teeth. The third is described as a strange breed of wild dog, and it's mostly hairless, has very spindly spine ridges on the back, usually pronounced eye sockets, teeth, and claws. What they say is that it's kind of a result of interbreeding between different populations of wild dogs. And some people who say this, they also say it's like a dog-like reptile, which is so... Ugh. Some reports claim that the chupacabra's red eyes have the ability to hypnotize and paralyze their prey. So it's basically leaving their prey mentally stunned, and that allows them to attack and suck the animal's blood and it doesn't have to be fast because hello it's hypnotized mm-hmm. mesmerized and all the other eyes they say that the chupacabra will suck the animal's blood and sometimes organs through the holes the three holes and the fangs are suspected to be hollow and be the vessel for how the blood flows in so, how you said last time, like, a teenage boy's, you got a hollow leg or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, they got hollow teeth. My, what hollow teeth you have. Ooh. Better to suck you with, my dear. But anyway, when Choop Choop, when he sucks the blood, it makes this odd, really disgusting sound. And I will link a clip that I found in the podcast notes because... Carrie is going to hate it. Uh-oh. And it's so disgusting. And But you have to hear it. Like, you have to. And so it makes a really disgusting sound. And I have to play it for y'all. Because Carrie is going to hate it. Ew. 
Right? Like, no, yeah. thank you. Mm-mm. All right. So there's some more eyewitnesses that I wanted to talk to you about. Another Puerto Rican town, about 30 citizens claim to have seen chupacabras. And they said that they swooped down from the sky and leapt over treetops. It wasn't until November 19, 1995, that a detailed description of these chupacabras came from an eyewitness. They said that on a night, the creature struck again, and they woke up to a horrifying scene. Dozens of turkeys, rabbits, goats, dogs, horses, and cows, all dead, with no explainable cause of death besides... The three holes in a triangle and all of their blood drained. So this is the first time that they've mentioned anything about them being able to fly or be a something that could climb trees so easily. Then in the north central city of Cogwas, a homeowner caught the first fleeting, almost like little millisecond glimpse of the goat sucker. (laughs) (laughs) He described it as having huge red eyes, hairy arms, and he said that this creature allegedly broke into a bedroom of the house through a window. He got his child's stuffed teddy bear, tore it apart, Uh -uh. and left a puddle of slime and a single piece of rancid meat on the windowsill before disappearing. Ugh. However, to me, I'm like, um, what about this says El Chupacabra, though? Because none of that sounds like what it does. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know. I was just like, oh, I don't buy that one. I mean, we can all, like, kind of roll our eyes at everything else. But Mm -hmm. that one, I'm just like, uh. Yeah. One of these things do not sound like the other. All right. By the end of 1995, over a Thousand farm animals had been found dead in the exact same manner. Damn, that's a lot. It right? A lot of these were primarily found in Puerto Rico, but there were a lot of similar attacks reported in Mexico and in Texas, like the southwest part of America. In April of 2006, some chupacabras were spotted in Russia for the first time. Damn. And they said in central Russia, beginning March 2005 to April 2006, there was a beast that killed animals and sucked the blood out of them. 32 turkeys were killed and drained overnight. And then a report from a neighboring town said that 30 sheep were also killed and they had their blood drained. Damn. And finally, in April, a wit- an eyewitness was able to describe the beast, and how he described it was an El Chupacabra. Yeah. Oh, my God. El Chupacabra. Didn't even notice. Oh, my gosh. Mama. In May 2007, in Colombia, there were a lot of reports that 300 dead sheep were found, and they actually captured a possible specimen to be analyzed by some zoologists in a National University of Columbia. I couldn't find anything about the finding, so I don't know what that was. On January 11, 2008, a sighting in the Philippines, another 
similarity between our stories. Yeah. Some of them said that they believe that chupacabras killed eight chickens. And the owner of those said chickens that died saw a dog-like animal attacking his chickens. And they were all drained of their blood. And then, this is where I think my mom saw this, but I cannot be sure. But in September of 2009, CNN aired a report showing a close-up video footage of an unidentified dead animal. And the CNN report also said that locals had been speculating that it was a possibility that it could be an El Chupacabra. It was a Blanco Texan taxidermist. And he reported that he received the body from a former student whose cousin had discovered the animal in his barn. What? Mm-hmm. He said that he, it ate some poison that he left out for rodents. And this creature ate it and now he died. And so didn't look like anything he had seen before. And so they're like, ooh, let's give it to him. He might can tell us more about it. So, but the taxidermist, like... He was getting bombarded from people. And he was like, look, I honestly think this was like a genetically mutated coyote. It's not an El Chupacabra. Oh, El Chupacabra. (laughs) Like, nothing like that, you know. On September 18th, 2009, that taxidermist, his name was Jerry. He sold that, a.k.a. Chupacabra. Oh, my God, Mama. (laughs) All right. Even though he said it was a genetically mutated coyote, he sold it to the Lost World Museum. It's known as the Blanco, Texas Chupacabra. Hmm. So, in 2009, they placed the creature on display, on display, but they were working with the university to have the remains tested to see what they can find out. But, eh, Again, couldn't find those results. So, something to note is that they say that Choop Choop, he cuts or the puncture wounds appear to be created by something with laser sharp precision. Something that even modern day surgeons would have difficulty replicating. These lacerations are perfect. Well, with some of these sightings, also, UFO sightings have been... What? There. Yeah. So, a UFO and a cryptid walk into a town, and they're like, y'all related. When I think of a chupacabra, <laughs> damn it, I think of the dog from Despicable Me. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. All right. So, one of the theories is, is it an alien? They're not saying that Lil Choop Choop is actually an alien. They're saying that it's like an alien dog, like an alien pet. Mm -hmm. So they're going, hmm, has it either escaped or was it left here intentionally? So people say the connection between the UFO sightings, crop circles, the big word, uh, exsanguinated, you know, like... Mm -hmm. Blood is gone. Yeah. (laughs) Blood be gone. And then mutilated livestock go all the way back. You know, they always have the friendship bracelets on. (laughs) They're just saying, like, maybe they let it here to be like, let's see how you react. But they don't eat humans or anything. So it's like, 
meh, whatever it can be. Or maybe it was like a, you know, a fucking pet. And so they dropped a ball and it's like, oh, gotta go. And then the mm-hmm. UFO's like, can't, can't keep the door open. And they're, he's like, but I gotta get this ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a dog, like Marley. Marley has dropped so many toys out of our, out of my car. It's not <laughs> even, I was at Wendy's one time and the guy was like, uh, she dropped her, uh, uh, I had to go back around, get my fat ass out. Pick it up, and I'm like, you motherfucker. People looking at me, I'm like, don't judge. Don't judge. my fucking dog. Mm-hmm. And that pet, that toy was $15, so it's going back in my car. Right. Some other theories include Shapeshifter, because it has so many different forms that they've seen it in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, these people might have not seen the same thing, or this is how it hasn't been caught, because it does shapeshift. Seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Or it's an unknown species of reptile or a surviving dinosaur. So you're kind of on to something. But then here's a major one. It could be a secret government project and cover-up. So these people, you know, tinfoil hat people, including myself, I love to, I love shit like this. They say that El Chupacabra's were a product of a genetic experimentation by the U.S. government. And they said, like, the strange appearance and the bizarre food choices, it's not natural. So it's like, mm, like a hybrid mix. And maybe, you know, they wanted to test something about, like, being a certain type of army dog. Who You know, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe they want these uh, chupacabras to be in uh, Area 51. Yes. I was going to say that earlier when you said something. I was going to say, what in the Area 51? (laughs) A lot of people say that the U.S. government is testing a lot of weird shit deep in the forest of Puerto Rico. And that this was kind of the result of one of their projects going bad. So... Two ideas come to mind when you're like, why would you create an El Chupacabra? A fucking goat sucker. It's because they were tired of saying motherfucker. They said, you're a goat sucker. Damn. All right. So one says it could be a mistake that, you know, they were going for A and B and then a double D happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So who the fuck knows what they were trying to create and if they ever succeeded because of if this was, like, a going wrong thing, like, what went right? Number two, it could be a weapon. And so they said that the government could be doing chupacabras and they would release it to enemy countries and stuff to where it destroys the food supplies. Mm, could be. And then one, this is one, like, they have the tin hat and, like, a brim around it. Because they say perhaps they were meant to prey on humans and win a war without putting soldiers at risk. But then it they hadn't, you know, elevated it to that point where they were feeding on humans. It was mm-hmm. just doing this. So, who knows? And here's probably the most plausible is that it's just a coyote and that it has mange, like a disease, some type of skin disorder whatever, because mange affects different breeds and everything differently. So 
no mange looks alike. In Elmdorf, Texas, there was like a creature that terrorized the livestock and stuff. And it was known as the Elmdorf Beast. Well, it was eventually shot and killed by a rancher. And so they couldn't really identify the animal by sight because it didn't look like anything they had ever seen before. Right. So DNA was taken and it was eventually confirmed that it was a member of the canine family. Have you seen those like 23andMe's, but it's for your dog? And no. so it says like what, like they're 15% poodle, 8% well, blah, 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 you know, 5%, yeah. yada, yada, yada. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the brand. I don't know what the brand was, but I saw it on one of my social media feeds. Like it was a, yeah. an ad. Huh. There was a string of sightings, even in Maine and Kentucky, and they were all like four-legged fanged creatures, but it was all feeding on livestock, but it's Again, the it's changed from bipedal to now four legs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I mean, now four legs is way more common. Right. Texas, again, it's close to Mexico. It's all in that same area. More chupacabras were, quote, unquote, killed. And the samples were sent off. And they also showed that it was a coyote suffering from a severe case of mange. So, a lot of people are like, yeah, that solves the case. It is coyotes with mange or some other kind of parasitic skin disease. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, the creature might be in the canine family, but it might not be something that we're familiar with. And they're saying that a dog or a coyote would usually eat the meat or tear at the victim, not just drink the blood. So, a lot of people are like, mm, yeah, sure, put those put those findings out there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but you're covering up something. Yeah. Because even then, like, why didn't they do anything else to all of these things? So, that, again, goes back to the government mm-hmm. conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Well, a researcher named Benjamin Radford... In 2010, he revealed that Madeline Tolentino, you know, the housewife from Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. well, she described a creature that she had seen from a recent science fiction horror film. It was called Species. So, the alien that she was describing was called Seal, I believe, and it looked like what she described with the spines on the back and everything. Mm-hmm. And so she, when asked about it, she was like, yeah, it was crazy. It looked just like it. Like the chupacabra looked just like seal. You know? I mean, yeah. Whatever. And so what, what he believes is that, yeah, she saw something weird, but then in her head she had just seen this. And so it was like unidentifiable. And so she just put it with, that's a crazy alien thing, and put that, put those attributes onto this animal. And then, of course, she's, it's like a game of telephone then. So all these other sightings are popping up because old Madeline is like, oh my God, did you see what Mm -hmm. I saw over there? And let me tell you about this and blah, 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 blah. Here's the tea. (laughs) 
That's exactly what she said. No, wait. Here's a T of it. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Damn, I already fucked it up. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. So, Radford is saying, look, this seriously undermines her credibility, and this is, like, the most popular, wide-known description of an El Chupacabra. Also, the University of Michigan, a biologist, Barry O'Connor, he said that all of the chupacabras were simply coyotes infected with scabies, a parasitic, I was going to say a parasitic parasite. You know, the mm-hmm. kind. Yeah. <laughs> As they do. Mm-hmm. That would talk about some of the odor, the thickened skin, being left with a little fur. So, those are kind of all symptoms of this, like, dermatitis parasite. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, also, the attacks on goats were because these animals are greatly weakened, and so they have a hard time hunting. So they're kind of forced to feed on livestock because it's easier than running down wild animals like a freaking rabbit or a deer or whatever. They're like, oh, let me go get that uh, goat. Oh, let me go do, you know, Wilbur the pig. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, they fat and happy. Let me go get them. So, a lot of people say it's a myth, it's a legend, it's lore. But then other people say it's a cover-up. It's a coyote. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even those, like, yes, it's a coyote, but it can you can't account for everything right. about it. So, how do you make, what is truth and what is fiction? Well, I tell you what's true. Okay. It looks like a coyote. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's fiction. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I don't ever want to see one. Mm-mm. I don't want to meet anyone that says they're a goat sucker. Mm-mm. And I hope that if aliens do have pets, they don't leave them fucking behind. I know. And it's not like if they did, they're leaving it behind because for it to do like this mass destruction. Cause, right. I mean, uh, you're taking a little while. <laughs> It's my evil plan. 3030 is going to be the year. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> it's been uh, how many years? How many decades? Mm-hmm. They're like, Y2K. The chupacabra is going to rule. Right. Oh, fuck. What? What? Y2K was false? Mm-mm-mm. The Mayan calendar was wrong? <laughs> fucking ruined it again. <laughs> In honor of my mama, Patty Jo. That is the story. Of the Krypton known as El Chupacabra, aka Little Chup Chup, aka Chupacabra. That was good. So a lot more lighthearted than. Yeah, mine was tough. Yeah. I like, I feel like we, I don't know, we analyzed that to pieces <laughs> already. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like our uh, what did we learn is David Berg is a piece of shit. Mm hmm. And so is. Zerby, Furby. And don't join a fucking cult. No. Run if you see a chupacabra. Yes. I will never be able to say it correctly. I I don't know if Will is cutting out all the times I said chupacabra, but there are a lot of times. I mean, legitimately, I don't know that I can say it correctly. (laughs) I mean, my mama, you know what? My mama uh, brainwashed us or mind fucked us. Some kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Because it, it worked. Yeah, I, I truly, 
like whenever when I would hear you say it correctly, I'd be like, mm, "That's not right. That's not right." Oh yeah, no, I'm trying to say it Patty's way. Yeah, I will say like a lot of these cults say, "Okay, they like you said they they know how to target their people." Mm-hmm. I mean, he went left on the mo letters. It could have been my mail, and that would have been better. But they know how to target it to where. Oh, you want to do better in the world? Ooh, this is how it is. Or, mm-hmm. oh, you think the world is terrible? We can make it better. We want you to make it better. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I can totally see you doing that out of desperation or out of mm-hmm. the, like, goodness of your heart, whatever. But if someone forces you to do anything, if that is to give money that you don't have or that you don't want to give... If that is to give your body that you don't want to give. If that is to be made to watch something you don't want to watch. Like, that is something you can leave. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, as much as I say, like, oh, I wouldn't fall for a cult. I'm not saying you're stupid if you fall for a cult or anything. I'm just saying, look, we all... We all click the freaking Instagram ads, okay? Mm-hmm. I have bought stupid shit. I know. I have put it in our Facebook group that, again, is secret by my stupidity because I followed, like, a basically a chain mail. Like, someone's going to die in eight days. <laughs> uh, but I just want you to know, those are telltale signs anyway. Even if it's not a cult and it's in a relationship and someone starts to be like, no, you have to pay for this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You have to do this. I want you to send me these pictures, and you have to do this with my friend or anything Absolutely. like that. No. No one can make you do anything. And there's people that will help you to get out of that situation. Yep. Because you got to look out for you, boo. Absolutely. Well said. Here, here. Have a Dorito. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.